Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Hello, greetings. Deacon John here. Real life Christianity. Our real life right now is troubling, very troubling. We live in a world gone wrong. Actually, we always have. We just see so much more clearly right now how wrong it is. We've always lived in a world where people die of starvation and hunger. In fact, right now, it's estimated at 25,000 per day. Always lived in a world where armed conflict, armed conflict never ceases. Currently, about 40 countries. For many years now, we lived under the shadow of the growing evidence that our planet is warming up with dire consequences. Yet all these realities we tend to bracket, we put them somewhere so they don't disturb us too much and we're not required to think about them. What is different right now is that what is wrong with the world is literally in our face daily. We can't ignore the coronavirus, the growing number of unemployed people. Many of us know people unemployed. We can't, we can't ignore the death toll, 100,000 in the U.S. alone. We hear it every day. Nor can we ignore what we see before our very eyes on television. A man, a black man, subdued, being killed by a police officer, a white police officer. This is very, very troubling. And it touches upon other very troubling aspects of our world gone wrong, such as racism and racial inequality, even ethnic cleansing, yes, in our world today. These are troubling times, and now the troubles are in our face. Christianity has a term for this. The word is sin. I once heard someone say that the Christian teaching on sin 
is the only religious doctrine for which there is empirical evidence. I think this is true. Just read the paper. Just look around. The word sin in its full biblical meaning is many faceted and it encompasses much of our humanity. It can be seen as a choice not to love God, self, others. Sin can be seen as a misuse of our human freedom. Sin is seen within social structures, political and economic. We can see it in the very fabric or way of way our society structures itself. We see sin in the very dysfunction of our human condition that we're born into and we struggle with all the time, all of us. And we see it in illness and death that we can't avoid. While there is more to this world and our humanity than sin, we cannot avoid the endemic nature of it, especially right now, because it's in our face. There's so much to be said on this topic, and our time is limited, so I'd like to offer one short message of hope, perhaps even a way to connect with God, not in spite of human sinfulness, but because of it. You know, this past Sunday, the gospel reading on the great feast of Pentecost was a resurrection scene, and it contains a remarkable statement about the resurrected Jesus. Here Jesus appears to his frightened disciples, very frightened, who had just utterly failed him. They left him to die. And Jesus says, Peace be with you. And after saying this, he showed them his hands and his side, his wounds, his wounds. Why? Why show his wounds? Well, first, to reveal sin that we killed the author of life, God's incarnate love. And there's no room here to justify ourselves. This is just the plain, awful truth of it. And we all share in it, and we all see its effects. But there's another remarkable truth here. The risen Lord never leaves us in guilt. Instead, he gives shalom, peace, a peace the world cannot give, peace that comes from the very heart of God, not just the absence of conflict. But in the Bible, it means to be well. It means wholeness. It means setting the world right. 
Here is our hope. We killed God, and God returned with forgiving love. Forgiving love. We must allow our understanding of sin to be stretched, to be seen as big as it is. Because it's only in this that we allow our understanding of who God is to be stretched and to see how deep and great is the saving love of God in Jesus. If our concept of sin is small, our concept of God is small. Our understanding of Jesus as Savior is small. But if it's big, we see what has been given, his forgiving love of all the sin of the world. See, Jesus kept his wounds. He kept them. He could have chosen a resurrected body without them, but, but why keep them? Because I think we are wounded. All of us remain wounded. It's who we are. I mean, if you're like me, I feel like St. Paul who says, I do not do the good I want, but I do the evil, the very things I do not want to do. Sometimes I'm so frustrated with myself, my weakness, my dysfunction. Friends, we're all stuck. We're all stuck. But when we gaze upon the risen Jesus, who kept his wounds, we realize that Jesus gets it. He gets me. He gets you. He gets your wounds. He gets what's done for you, to you, your limitations and your contradictions, he gets it all. And he's right here in our woundedness, in our dysfunction, in our self-destruction, in our lack of love. He's with us in our sin that Gustin says of sin is like being caved around yourself. When we're caved around ourselves, He's there. Friends, we live in a world gone wrong. But the madness of God's love is he loves all of it. All the broken parts. Even taking them into his very body. Marked by it. For all eternity. You know, these disciples were gathered in fear in this gospel. True, deep fear. Troubled to their core frightened to their core. Their dysfunction is utterly in their face. And Jesus came and showed them his wounds and offered them peace, a peace only he can give, a peace that comes from his wounds. 
Because our wounds are his wounds. What are these troubling times saying to us? How do we live in a world gone wrong? When the most desperate parts of our humanity and of this world have been taken by Jesus unto himself, we know there is no God-free zones left in this world. He is with us in all of it. All of it. He's taken it to himself. And he has forgiven the sin of the world. The whole world and only waits for us to receive that forgiveness that we would know his peace, be transformed, and the world would begin to be set right. Jesus said, peace be with you. And after saying this, he showed them his hands and his side, his wounds. Friends, hear these words and gaze upon his wounds. thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.